You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um, I know, Alex, you brought up uh, when you were talking about bones, right? Um, you mentioned that, like it or not, we may need to see more bones play and stuff like that. Now, Nelson, um, when we were talking about just different things you wanted to discuss about the team, you brought up the idea of Bones and, and how Bones has been playing as of late. Now, since you brought this up, I want to make sure that you get a chance to, to talk about this here briefly. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and put that up on the screen. Just, just what are your current thoughts on just Bones' play? Since you brought this up, what's your thoughts on it? And also, do you see him being a future part of this team past the trade deadline? Yeah, I do. And I don't think you give up on him. So number one, obviously, he's a tremendous talent. But what we're seeing, unfortunately, is a bit of inconsistency with his shot selection. He went through a slump um, before the Sacramento series, kind of turned it around a little bit during that, but was in a slump for sure. And now he's back into another um, shooting slump. And and then on top of that, you know, um, again, I'm kind of I'm a coach, too. I've coached for my entire life and. Yeah, I'm coaching now, now obviously on a different level than the NBA, so I'm not not saying anything about that. But you look at what he does on the defensive end. There was one play in particular. I don't know if he got went up for a layup or was just pouting on the other end of the court, but there was a, one particular play where he did not hustle back on defense. There was, I would think, maybe – and Alex is shaking his head, so memory, he, you may remember this as well, but – there was a uh, a time where there's maybe five to six seconds where it was five on four. Um, and I mean, from a coaching standpoint, if I saw that personally, and I know you want to give this kid some leeway, but as a coach, I'm not coddling Bones Highland. Uh, I'm pulling him right after that. I'm bringing in Ish Smith and I'm sending a message to him saying, look, we will not accept you loafing on the defensive end. If you're not going to get back in transition defense, you're sitting. And I don't care what the situation is. You're sitting down until you really get that this is this cannot happen. Yes, you're struggling on the offensive end. But if you're going to struggle on the defensive end even more than you already do, then you're you're sitting. And so I really have a you know a question about do does he get consistent minutes um 
Malone has said in the past, look, I'm going to ride through this guy in the good times and in the bad times, meaning when he struggles, uh, he's going to stick with them. And I get that. And I think that's an admirable approach. But if he's not hustling back on defense, that's another complete story that I, I personally couldn't live with. And so that's my take on him. And then when we talk about trade ideas, I've got kind of a, a bones insurance policy I'd like to talk about later in the show. Gotcha. 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 Alex, um, you know, I saw you shaking your head as well. What were your, what were your thoughts on just watching bones play as of late? Um, well, speaking to what he brought up was, um, you know, usually I, I streamed the game and then I listen, or sorry, I listen to it on the radio cause I'm usually at work and then I'll stream it later, kind of a double watch, but even Jason Kosminski's, I, I heard it. He was like, and bones is not getting back on defense. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden just bam. And then timeout. It was like, bones get back. But again, Adelman's not going to do that. You know, that's a, that's a Malone thing. Malone will um, take those big extremes. Um, that being said, he, he has said that he's going to ride out these good and bad times, but the bad times for me, aren't his, um, it is shooting, you know, with 18 seconds on the shot clock. Um, it is shooting from the logo um, when, you know, he can drive and dish, right. Or whatever it might be, but um, it's really not his shot selection as much because that's why we love bones it's really the fact that I still feel he's a shooting guard playing point guard. And it's the turnovers for me that is really, um, that's really my biggest issue right now. Cause it's like, it's the dumb, it's the dumb passes. It's the dumb. Um, it's not, um, you know, following your screens tight enough. It's um, playing off ball. It's distributing. Um, it's these turnovers that are really killing it because let's face it, you don't need a point guard um, when Jokic is on the court, right? So what you need to do is get um, from Jokic minutes to non-Jokic minutes. And Jokic come playoff time, he's going to give you 36, 30, 38 minutes a game. So what are you going to do about those other 14 to um, 16 minutes, whatever it is, while he's off the court? And really you just need a good point guard. And right now I don't feel like Bones as much as Malone has given him that opportunity and told him that he wants him to be that guy. I don't feel like he is that guy. And I feel like he's still playing out of position. So maybe to your point, maybe it is playing a little bit more Ish Smith until we figure out a point guard for um, come at the trade deadline. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Jack, talk to us. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, all the points are completely accurate. I think since Sunday the 15th, he, I mean, he's been shooting terrible. He's made three threes off of, I think it's like, um, looking at it, it's about like 20 attempts. <laughs> so he's like two two or three for 20 right now. Um, and then he's had two games since that, the Orlando and the OKC games, where he's gotten zero points, or zero, sorry, zero threes. And even last night, he shot <laughs> for zero percent off of four attempts, so... You know, you're you can even if you just look at this, his stats, they just slowly start to decline. Into any since that slate I mentioned, he hasn't scored over 10 points. Um, especially with how they view him, it's that's very concerning because before that, it's you knew you were getting 15 from him, and it was just this really nice consistency you were expecting, especially in tougher games like Boston, but. You know, when he's missing that much, Portland, he was two for 10. Like, it's just, 
and one for seven from three, like it's just it's not acceptable. And to Alex's point, he's been multiple turnovers, so it's not good. You know what? Um, it, it's kind of that maturation process that mm-hmm. Murray had. Um, you know, Murray was just like, I'm just going to keep shooting, you know, the good old Kobe, because we know he worked out with Kobe, right? Yeah. And it was always, I'm just going to keep shooting, just keep shooting. But what we learned from Murray eventually, or what Murray learned was basically, if I'm not hitting it, you know, probably in the first quarter, first three, four shots, let me get to the rim. Let me, let me start working and take it, you know, get to the rim, get physical inside. But I, I just don't see that from Bones. And now it's just like, I just need better shot selection. I need uh, better, I don't know, better basketball decisions um, when he's on the court. Because let's face it, you have to live and die. Because right now he is your main offense coming off the bench right now. And it just has to be figured out. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think we all see the potential in Bones. We see what he did. Look at last year when the Nuggets played the Philadelphia 76ers. And you had... I mean, you had Sixers fans talking about, oh, look, the only reason y'all won the game is because Bones was shooting lights out and blah, blah, blah. Listen, sure or not, he did play very, very well. Um, so I got to give him that. And, and you know, you have his mo- he has his moments where he's hitting a bunch of threes in a row and flexing to the crowd and all that. So we see the potential in the kid. We see what he can do to change the tide of a game. Um, but like you guys said, it is going to come down to consistency. And I think that just seems to be the word for the entire team, the entire team, we need consistency at the free throw line, consistency from the guard play. Just and and Alex, you brought up a good point with with him being potentially out of position. And I truly believe. Listen, if if Mike if Michael Malone is seeing that and um, he sees that Bones has not been playing well, I am totally fine with Ish Smith getting more minutes. I am totally fine with that because I think based on the things that he has done against the Nuggets in the past, and he also has. Um, some some games where he's he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes, obviously, but in those minutes he has been playing pretty decent, um, and that's pretty much all you need, especially with your your second or third unit, essentially, um, just to at least hold things down once your big guy is back on the court. So that's really all we need right now. So now, obviously, we've been talking about bones. We've been talking about the fact that the Nuggets have had their issues, right? And usually, when it comes to issues, and you see certain things that need to change. You got to make a change. Now, the best way to make a change in the NBA, trades, okay? Um, Now, I I know that you guys kind of have certain trade scenarios in your head here. Um, Let's go ahead and get a couple of them out of the way here. Jack, I'm actually going to start with you today. Just what are your – just do you have – what are your trade scenarios? Just anything – it doesn't matter what the player is, the position. Just what do you envision the Nuggets doing at the trade deadline? I mean, yeah, it's definitely got to be a player off the bench. I, I have no, I mean, obviously everybody has their flaws, but I have full confidence in the starting roster. And then plus I would say Bones, I would, or Bones, sorry, I would say Bruce Brown to me are the most like, all right, I can count on them. So going after that, you can, re- it's really, I would say anything's up for grabs. I mean, you just touched on inconsistency and there's guys like Zeke Naji who I like and would like to see develop, but he's, he's inconsistent. So you know, I think it's I know we've talked about it a lot, but I really think it's a big and I think right now, I mean, I've seen a couple. I've seen Nerlens Noel on a, as a possible just trade block for on the trade block for anybody. I've seen obviously Ibaka just requested to be traded. So I don't know. I'm not saying any of these guys are a perfect fit, but 
you just start to you're starting to see that heat up. I know Rui Hachimura was just traded. I think it was yesterday or today. I can't remember. But um, so I mean, it's, I feel like that's there's always one team that kind of kicks it off. So we'll we'll I think we'll start to see some rev up for every team. But I, I do think it's a big man. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Nelson, um, I know that you you've had a scenario in your head, and you mentioned obviously when you were talking about bones, um, you have like a bones insurance policy. What are your thoughts on just what do you, what's a good scenario for the Nuggets to make at the deadline? Uh, uh, so I think um, my 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 thing, and I tweeted this today was uh, yesterday. I saw some reports that Josh Richardson. Uh, from the Spurs is available for a second round pick. So I would immediately do that right now. Like do it today. Um, he's six foot six. He can play two and the three position now. And he, and he's my bones insurance policy because if, gotcha. if bones is not playing at a high level, then you can have um, uh, Bruce Brown be your backup point guard. And then you put in um, Josh Richardson at the two. Um, and he gives you lots of flexibility. He's um, a good three point shooter for sure. He's a decent defender. He's six foot six. So he's got some length to him. Um, and for a second round pick, that's a steal. You're picking up a veteran um, who's been in the playoffs before. And I would, I would highly suggest they, they make that move uh, regardless of anything else. And then I just did a little quick because we know that Nas Reed is apparently on the on the block mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, apparently, the um, Timberwolves were looking for Bones as a potential uh, trade target. I would not do that trade, but I would give up Zeke Naji, um, even though there's tons of potential there. Uh, this is this is a championship year or bust in my mind. Um, Nas Reed is a dynamic offensive weapon uh that we don't have in the in the five position right now defensively he's nothing special we saw that against the joker but offensively he's got a repertoire of inside moves um and i did say repertoire uh and that i think he can really help this team down the stretch um and if you solidify the bench which i think is our weakest um part of our game uh then I think this goes a long way to winning a championship for Denver. Gotcha. Alex, talk to us. Is there any players that, that you, you see on the horizon that the Nuggets can pick up to get better at the deadline? Playing within cap restrictions and whatnot, you know, I'm not just going to throw out the biggest names or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, the Nuggets do have a 9.125 um, player trade exception, right? So, um, basically you can give that as a trade exception. And um, it was kind of released the other day, some of the players that kind of fit into that. Um, and two of the players that I saw, or I guess three um, that I kind of saw would be ideal for kind of what I've covered personally um, is one, you're looking for um, either someone to work, um, you're looking for someone to work bones into the two. So, what about a guy like Ricky Rubio, right? As a point guard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then also looking at a guy like Isaiah Hartenstein who can come in and actually <laughs> give you some the return legit defense <laughs> at right. center. Right. So I, I just, I really do just need to get from 
non-Jokic minutes to Jokic minutes. And that's really all we're trying to do here, right? So we're just trying to survive while he's off the court. And I feel like we're, we're not too far away and we need to play within restrictions of the cap. I feel like these guys would be pretty good. Um, but if you're looking for another kind of microwave kind of player, um, Kayvon Looney's out there. Um, he would also be someone, but I do like Nas Reed, uh, especially as coming off the bench as an offensive player. Um, just because, you know, we've touched on it here so many times. Um, I don't know what the heck Zeke Naji is. I don't know if he's a stretch four. I don't know if he's a wannabe five. Um, we know that the guy will rack up four fouls before half. Um, yeah. And then um, we're hoping that he'll hit his fouls. So, um, or he'll hit his free throws. So, yeah, I, I feel like we've got, a couple cheap options, but we're not too far away. We just need to get from non-Jokic to Jokic minutes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Listen, I, I think all of those are uh, good options. All those are really good options right now, especially where, you know, like I think we all see it. The Nuggets, there's not a whole lot of improvement that needs to be made because you also don't want to mess up the chemistry and just everything that's happening with the team. So you don't want to mess with that too much. Now, um, the the player that I kind of had in mind, and it was only because I just saw it pop up on my my Bleacher Report feed as we're doing the show. Um, we're talking about obviously the the non Jokic minutes, right? And there's there's something where the Nuggets seem to like to trade the Orlando Magic as of late. <laughs> there's a player named Mo Bamba who just became available by the Orlando Magic, who he's currently making about ten million, so they're kind of like right at that. That exception spot, he's about a million over that. Um, he is a career 35.7% um, three-point shooter, and he's actually been shooting at almost 40% um, as of late. Now, obviously, I think we all understand the reason why he has not been playing much this season. Mr. Bulbul. Mr. <laughs> Bulbul has been taking his minutes. Um, it would so be great course, to have a know, player like him on the Nuggets. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, right it's interesting. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I think um, – Mobamba is he's 24 years old, seven feet tall. He can hit threes. I mean, I, I don't I wouldn't call him a free throw savant. He is shooting, I want to say, about 69.7 um free throw percentage. So of course that needs to improve. But what he can do, like I said before, he is a center. He can block shots as well. He 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 has a pretty good steal percentage as well. Um, shoot the mid-range, he gets rebounds. I mean, if he's out there playing minutes, um, he's gonna get those rebounds as well. And I think what he brings, he brings that youth, um, that youth to his game. Like I said, 24 years old. And um, if he's your backup center, I'm actually not, I'm not mad. I think, I think he brings a whole lot to the table where, you know, you need a big body. You need somebody who can go out there and, you know, he can pass the ball as well. Not to say it's kind of tough to, to compare anybody to Jokic. Um, but then again, you got Shangun and DeMontis Sabonis who have been doing a pretty good job of, uh, you know, playing Jokic light as of late. Um, but yeah, that was the name that popped up on my feed. And I was like, Ooh, I'm not, I'm not, I would not be mad seeing Mo Bamba come off the bench for Jokic. Like I said, if you can have a center who can do all these things offensively, as well as hit threes, so you still spacing the floor for your second unit with, you know, your, your bones and your Bruce Brown and these guys, if you got a center doing that, I like,